Son and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. The grace of our Lord Jesus Christ and the love of God and the communion of the Holy Spirit be with you all. Amen. Brothers and sisters, as we prepare to celebrate these sacred mysteries, let us call to mind our sins. Lord Jesus, you came to reconcile us to the Father and to one another. Lord, have mercy. Lord, have mercy. You healed the wounds of our sin and division. Christ, have mercy. Christ, have mercy. You intercede for us with the Father. Lord, have mercy. Lord, have mercy. May Almighty God have mercy on us, forgive us our sins, and bring us to everlasting life. Amen. Let us pray. O God, who never allow the gates of hell to prevail against your church, firmly founded on the apostolic rock, grant her, we pray, that through the intercession of Pope St. Leo, she may stand firm in your truth and know the protection of lasting peace. Through our Lord Jesus Christ, your Son, who lives and reigns with you in the unity of the Holy Spirit, God, for ever and ever. Amen. <clears throat> A reading from the letter of St. Paul to the Romans. My brothers, I am quite certain that you are full of good intentions perfectly well instructed and able to advise each other. The reason why I have written to you and put some things rather strongly is to refresh your memories since God has given me this special position. He has appointed me as a priest of Jesus Christ and I am to carry out my priestly duty by bringing the good news from God to the pagans and so make them acceptable as an offering made holy by the Holy Spirit. I think I have some reason to be proud of what I, in union with Christ Jesus, have been able to do for God. What I am presuming to speak of, of course, is only what Christ himself has done to win the allegiance of the pagans, using what I have said and done by the power of signs and wonders, by the power of the Holy Spirit. Thus, all the way along from Jerusalem to Illyricum, I have preached Christ's good news to the utmost of my capacity. I have always, however, made it an unbroken rule never to preach where Christ's name has already been heard. The reason for that was that I had no wish to build on another man's foundations. On the contrary, my chief concern has been to fulfil the text. Those who have never been told about him will see him, and those who have never heard about him will understand. The word of the Lord. Thanks be to God. 
from the Holy Gospel according to Luke. Glory to you, O Lord. Jesus said to his disciples, There was a rich man, and he had a steward who was denounced to him for being wasteful with his property. He called for the man and said, What is this I hear about you? Draw me up an account of your stewardship, because you are not to be my steward any longer. Then the steward said to himself, Now that my master is taking the stewardship from me, what am I to do? Dig? I am not strong enough. Go begging? I should be too ashamed. Ah, I know what I will do to make sure that when I am dismissed from office, there will be some to welcome me into their homes. Then he called his master's debtors, one by one. To the first he said, How much do you owe my master? One hundred measures of oil, was the reply. The steward said, Here, take your bond, sit down straight away, and write fifty. To another he said, And you, sir, how much do you owe? One hundred measures of wheat, was the reply. The steward said, Here, take your bond, and write eighty. The master praised the dishonest steward for his astuteness. For the children of this world are more astute in dealing with their own kind than are the children of light. The Gospel of the Lord. Praise to you, Lord Jesus Christ. <clears throat> I was struck this morning when we sang the Benedictus Antiphon for Pope, Terena non metuit. He wasn't afraid of earthly things. We know that the beginning of wisdom is the fear of the Lord. And when I'm afraid of anything that is not the Lord, then I can be sure that sin is around, first of all, in me. Pope St. Leo the Great had plenty of things to be fearful about in his life. Attila the Hun and the literal vandals hell-bent on destroying Rome, rival patriarchs with enormous egos, subtle and pervasive heresies. Rome, his see, as a city, was in serious decline. He had plenty of decaying monuments and impoverished people to care for. Idly, we might imagine it was easy to be Pope in the fifth century. It certainly wasn't. Leo was born somewhere about 400 in Tuscany. We know rather little about his life before he became Pope. He seems to have been from an aristocratic family. He was conscious of his dignity. We see that in the care he took to write dignified, simple Latin. But he was conscious of everybody else's dignity as well. He would remind every Christian that they were anointed kings and priests by virtue of their baptism. He was especially conscious of his own dignity as the successor of St. Peter, the rock on which Christ had founded his church. You might wonder, why did that really matter? Partly, I think it mattered exactly because Rome was in decline 
and threatened with complete destruction. The patriarchs of more powerful cities, Alexandria or Constantinople, were very ready to step into Peter's shoes. It was as though the rivalry of James and John to take the seats of honour in the kingdom of God had started all over again. Leo knew that it was his responsibility to maintain the order amongst the apostles that Jesus himself had established. So this was not status for status's sake. The subtle heresy around at the time of Leo concerned Jesus and the question, who do men say that I am? Was Jesus mostly divine and only partly human, or mostly human and only partly divine? Leo knew that he was fully both, because if he wasn't, he could not be our Redeemer. But the words with which to say this were not clearly established. Leo, in his tone, gave ringing endorsement to the assertion that Christ had both a fully divine and a fully human nature, but in him these two natures constituted only one perfect person, the second person of the Trinity. At Chalcedon, the fathers proclaimed after hearing the tone, Peter has spoken through Leo. We remember that at times Peter was weak, at others reckless, but he was never afraid to tell the truth after the humiliating lie he told the servant girl on the night of Jesus' trial. So on this feast we ask St Leo to give us the courage to stand up for the truth when we must, and that Peter's heroism continue to inspire the Pope and the members of Jesus' community, his church. Together we stand to pray. Let us pray that our diocese may soon have a bishop to shepherd us. Lord, in your mercy. Hear our prayer. Let us pray for world leaders that they be courageous in seeking peace. Lord, in your mercy. Hear our prayer. Let us pray that we bear witness to our kingly and priestly dignity and proclaim the good news to those who have never heard it. Lord, in your mercy. Hear our prayer. <coughs> We ask Our Lady to pray together with us. Hail Mary. Full of grace, the Lord is with thee. Blessed art thou among women, and blessed is the fruit of thy womb, Jesus. Holy Mary, Mother of God, pray for us sinners, now and at the hour of our death. Amen. And in silence we offer up intercession and prayer. God our Father, we ask that you be pleased to accept these prayers we offer, together with ourselves in this our Eucharist, through Christ our Lord. Amen. Amen.
pray, brethren, that my sacrifice and yours may be acceptable to God the Almighty Father. May the Lord accept the sacrifice to your hands. All the praise and glory is His name, for our good and the good of all His holy Church. Through the offerings made here, we pray, O Lord, graciously shed light on your Church, so that your flock may everywhere prosper and that under your governance the shepherds may become pleasing to your name, through Christ our Lord. Amen. The Lord be with you. And with your spirit. Lift up your hearts. We Let us give thanks to the Lord our God. <coughs> It is truly right and just, our duty and our salvation, always and everywhere to give you thanks. Lord, Holy Father, Almighty and Eternal God, through Christ our Lord. For as on the festival of St. Leo you bid your church rejoice, so too you strengthen her by the example of his holy life. Teach her by his words of preaching and keep her safe in answer to his prayers. And so with the company of angels and saints we sing the hymn of your praise as without end we acclaim. created rightly gives you praise for through your son our lord jesus christ by the power and working of the holy spirit you give life to all things and make them holy and you never cease to gather a people to yourself so that from the rising of the sun to its setting a pure sacrifice may be offered to your name therefore o lord we humbly implore you by the same Spirit, graciously make holy these gifts we have brought to you for consecration, that they may become the body and blood of your Son, our Lord Jesus Christ, at whose command we celebrate these mysteries. For on the night he was betrayed, he himself took bread, and giving you thanks, he said the blessing, broke the bread, and gave it to his disciples, saying, 
Take this, all of you, and eat of it, for this is my body, which will be given up for you. In a similar way, when supper was ended, he took the chalice, and giving you thanks, he said the blessing, and gave the chalice to his disciples, saying, Take this, all of you, and drink from it, for this is the chalice of my blood, the blood of the new and eternal covenant, which will be poured out for you and for many for the forgiveness of sins. Do this in memory of me. The mystery of faith. When we eat this bread and drink this cup, we proclaim your death, O Lord, until you come again. Therefore, O Lord, as we celebrate the memorial of the saving passion of your Son, his wondrous resurrection and ascension into heaven, and as we look forward to his second coming, we offer you in thanksgiving this holy and living sacrifice. Look, we pray, upon the oblation of your church, and recognizing the sacrificial victim by whose death you will to reconcile us to yourself, grant that we who are nourished by the body and blood of your Son and filled with his Holy Spirit may become one body, one spirit in Christ. May he make of us an eternal offering to you so that we may obtain an inheritance with your elect, especially with the most blessed Virgin Mary, Mother of God, with blessed Joseph, her spouse, with your blessed apostles and glorious martyrs, with St. Leo the Great, and with all the saints, on whose constant intercession in your presence we rely for unfailing help. May the sacrifice of our reconciliation, we pray, O Lord, advance the peace and salvation of all the world. Be pleased to confirm in faith and charity your pilgrim church on earth, with your servant Francis our Pope, the Order of Bishops, all the clergy, and the entire people you have gained for your own. Listen graciously to the prayers of this family whom you have summoned before you. In your compassion, O merciful Father, gather to yourself all your children scattered throughout the world. To our departed brothers and sisters, and to all who were pleasing to you at their passing from this life, give kind admittance to your kingdom. There we hope to enjoy forever the fullness of your glory, through Christ our Lord, through whom you bestow on the world all that is good. Through him and with him and in him, O God, Almighty Father, in the unity of the Holy Spirit. All glory and honour is yours forever and ever. Amen. At the Saviour's command and formed by divine teaching, we dare to say, Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. 
Deliver us, Lord, we pray from every evil. Graciously grant peace in our days, that by the help of your mercy we may be always free from sin and safe from all distress, as we await the blessed hope and the coming of our Saviour Jesus Christ. Lord Jesus Christ, who said to your apostles, Peace I leave you, my peace I give you. Look not on our sins, but on the faith of your church, and graciously grant her peace and unity in accordance with your will, who live and reign forever and ever. The peace of the Lord be with you always. Let us offer each other the sign of peace. Lamb of God, behold him who takes away the sins of the world. Blessed are those who are called to the supper of the Lamb. Lord, I am not worthy that you should enter under my roof, but only say the word, and my soul shall be healed.
Let us pray. Be pleased, O Lord, we pray, to govern the Church you have nourished by this holy meal, so that, firmly directed, she may enjoy ever greater freedom and persevere in integrity of religion, through Christ our Lord. Amen. The Lord be with you. And with your spirit. May Almighty God bless you, the Father and the Son and the Holy Spirit. Amen. Go in the peace of Christ. Thanks, Thanks be to God.